Hey, this is Monzo, WFAN. You're listening to the Mike Sappho Podcast. This is Chris McMonagle from the Mac and Mons Podcast, WFAN, and you are listening to the Mike Sappho Podcast. Having beers with the producers of the Mike Francesa Radio Show, the number one sports talk show in the country. Question, guys. Is he going out number one in the ratings? Uh, is there any doubt? I mean, I mean that's what he does. Is, There's t-shirts that say so. I mean, this is what he does. He's number one. Well, let's so I wouldn't... Introduce yourselves, Mac and Mons. What's up, boys? What's going on? Uh, Chris McMonagle, as you said. Uh, Mons is the main guy, but I'm associate yeah. producer to Brian Mons. I don't Monzo. think people know my name is actually Brian. Right. Yeah. I just found out your name yeah, is Brian. Yeah, no, exactly. And I don't tell Listen, I get it all the time. Mike calls me Mons. At, the, at his event, he called me Mons. <laughs> so, but uh, today we had a couple of guys in the studio to watch the show, and you know, they come in, they say hi on the way out. It's like, Mons, do you mind if I take a picture? It's like, right. Yeah. I'm like, let me, let me look well, less fat. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows who Mac is, but uh, I get that top billing for whatever reason on the podcast. But Mons is the it's superstar. It's better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a superstar. Well, I'm actually a fan of your podcast, and I went to Rome last June, mm-hmm. and I tweeted you because it was like maybe six hours of stuff I listened to. Right. What got you guys into the podcast? Always want to be on the air or just something to do? Uh, well, um, we both kind of have ambition to be on the air in some capacity, um, and we thought it was a chance to get some reps, and uh, everybody at the station seemed to be doing it, so you might as well fit in. Right. It was right around the time when podcasts really just, for whatever reason, at the station started. Sweeney Murdy, who covers the Yankees, started to do a podcast. Um, Susan Waldman did. I don't know if she's continued it, but she, she did, did like, one. She did like one or two podcasts. Well, she had Aaron as a guest, so I mean, right. might as well go out with a bat. So we just and they're trying to, you know, really up, uh, get this the social media and everything going on the station at the time. And we just had the idea that we would do the podcast and kind of talk about the show, but talk about us. Really, that's really. I, you said you've listened. Really, I mean, it's kind of our day to day at WFN to get it a started, look behind the scenes. It started with us kind of doing behind the. Fist, behind the scenes of the fan, and right. he kind of run out of that after about 12 episodes, so then we just started to talk about things we found funny, funny things that happened right. in our lives that people could either relate to or think were funny. Uh, we brought in Tommy Lugauer, because basically we were using his studio, and as opposed right. to kicking him out for an hour, we said, right. join it. Right, you might as well just join in. <laughs> and he but, was funny, so we, uh, before he got uh, promoted to actually being a producer, um, you know, we used him, but... We, you know, we've been a little lazy about it lately, and it's mainly because they're doing construction at the station, so the studio availability uh, has not been there. Uh, we will record one tomorrow. Uh, we, we talked about that on the way here as I was taking the scenic route to get here from Penn Station. <laughs> yeah, it's a four-block walk from Yeah, I know. It took us about 25 minutes. You, I have you, no so idea took what happened. Yeah, I plugged yeah, in. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, why can't we, we walk up? Yeah, here? we walk up the street, and then he's like, oh, we got to make a left. I'm like, we literally just came, <laughs> and we realized, oh, we've been walking up one ways because we're on the, the, <laughs> the driving directions. But to answer your original question, yes, we both kind of have aspirations to be on air. That's kind of how it started. You know, there's, there's really not a lot of movement. You know, it's, uh, mm-hmm. this is where WFAN is the pinnacle. You know, it's New York, biggest market, biggest station. And so it's tough to, you know, get out there. So this was an opportunity. It's not being on air, but it was an opportunity to be heard. I mean, outside and, and, of Imus, right. it was, you know, once Imus left, those day parts have been pretty, you know, much the same with, you know, it was, it was you know, it's Boomer. It was Boomer and Craig and still Boomer and, and it was Joe and Evan and still Joe and Evan and it was Mike and now that's going to change, but, and summer's at night. So, I mean, it's not, you know, nobody's leaving anytime soon, so... Um, even though Steve's 180 years old, he's not going right. anywhere. Right. So uh, and, it's, and it's benefited us. We both hosted shows. Uh, we did a, a show together in August last summer. We've done solo shows. I just hosted Thanksgiving mm-hmm. night. So you know, it's been good for us. Yeah, you did an overnight show too. Didn't you? I've done a couple. Chris has done a couple. Um, you know, and a lot of people 
can, you know, probably at this stage of, of both of us can probably go elsewhere, you know, mm-hmm. and leave the market. You know, but this is New York, and I don't want to, you know, first of all, I have, I have a and family. And he's got 35 kids. Well, I was just right. going to say. So yeah. I can't lug the kids to Cincinnati. You guys, so. <laughs> you guys would have more episodes. You guys are popping out kids at an alarming rate. Chris has a kid now. Well, first. congratulations. Yeah, I went there. Much. Your wife was pregnant. Yes. And then Mons, I know you're just popping them out yes. now. Yes, right. I have number six due in April. This so. is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> that is absurd, by the way. It's a lot of kids. When he had number five, Brooks, or son Brooks, there was like a lot of talk. Jeez, a lot of kids, five. And and uh, Joe Beningo's always Joe Beningo likes to get in everybody's business, like not not in a bad way, like a fun way, like an old you know, grandfather like, way. He's yeah, in. like he's always interested in our lives. It's really great. And so he was like, we had a running joke: who's next? Because there's a lot of young kids, all our age, just getting married. I think like two two years ago, there was like four or five weddings from guys who were working at the fan. So the running joke was like, well, who's next? And his wife's pregnant with number five, and I was like, I guarantee Monzo's next. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just I'm, my money's on Monzo. Every time we have this pool, my money is on Monzo. Now, I'm sure you guys know this just from Twitter and stuff, but. WFN, it's like it's a legit family. It's so intimate, yeah. and that's why I think radio is the greatest meaning because it's so intimate. You know, people like it's not normal. That you know, Mike Francesa's wife and kids' name. Right. When Mons, um, your wife got pregnant, my buddy texted me, "Hey, Mons is having like it's yeah. weird." You, it's you text them, weird. and you mentioned Susan Wallman's podcast. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a podcast, and then they get lazy. They do yeah. five, sh- and then they just stop doing it. That's right. the only key is just the longevity. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to keep I'm it like, up. oh, oh shit, this is a good podcast. And then I look, only four episodes. Like, right. oh, that sucks. Yeah. Why they stop doing it? Well, right. I, I think the basic reasons people stop doing it is because you're not going to get rich off the podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you have, to have, have a, you have to have a if passion you have a for figure it out, it. give us a phone call. Yeah. Right. So if but there's another bar that, that would be willing to pay <laughs> us to do it, anyone else wants to give me beer and hamburgers and do a podcast there, you Rick's Cabaret we passed on the way here. If they're looking for anybody on the second floor. They were trying to get us in. We probably, you know. They tried to get us in on the way of walking here. So, I mean. So, <laughs> but yeah, so, but it's, it's, it's been good. We've, I think we're like 56, 57 episodes in. The 58, one, I think. The one question like I have, that. why aren't oh, your first like things. 30 or 40 on the podcast app? I don't. They expired. Yeah, I actually, did they really? Yeah, yeah. You guys have See, to, that's breaking news. I, I, no, I think they're that. on. I think they're not on iTunes anymore. No, I, on the podcast app. They, oh, they on the go, podcast yeah, app? Yeah, it only goes yeah. up like the first 40. Hmm. You guys have to look into that. Yeah, we definitely have to look into that. And you guys re- on iTunes. You record there, at the hollow grounds of WFN. That's, we do. That's pretty cool, yes, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Studios, cool. yes. That's why we said we've missed a couple because they've been um, – uh, there's it, been a merger and um, new people are coming to the building and there's been just endless – Construction and people, people forced to move studios around and, and move in studios and but the good you know, Al Dukes does thirteen podcasts so he's constantly yeah, busy so it's it's been we had like a studio and it's been occupied for a while so it's so been we've been hard. doing it in the control room of the Boomer Studio okay, okay. right the last and in weeks. doing that people don't realize you're doing it so we've had people just randomly walk in right. and jo- Brandon Tierney did a segment out of nowhere yeah, yeah. Boomer walked in? in why the lights yeah on? what are you guys what are you guys talking about yeah. and like we're we're doing a podcast yeah. you know <laughs> oh all right. right. Yeah, t- I think Tierney walked in and we were talking about like my life and like dealing with the baby. Like, so he, he comes what are you in guys and talking about is this a show? <laughs> Boomer did the does, same do thing. People listen to this. Or are you guys just like complaining to each other in the dark with the radio on? Like it was like, no, it's kind of a podcast. It's how we book guests lives. these days. Yeah. Just randomly walk in. Yeah. Well, my question with that was guests because you guys don't have that many guests. No. on. do you use one guest or you want it to be more of just one on one thing? Because it's always like a yeah. like I never do a one. Like no one knows who I am. No one cares. So right. I always have good guests on. Right. No guests for you guys want or. Yeah, we early we used them early, yeah. like you know some of the update guys, mm-hmm. you know like the Minkos and Summer. People really like the Summers because right. when you get Summers in that, he'll like tell you about like he has no shame about some of the issues he had early in his in his life it, with Ross and stuff too, right? Well, right no, yeah, no, no, earlier than that, like when he was you know had drinking lighting, issues, yeah, and, lighting himself on fire, right? He was doing this, shows in Atlanta, like, and he was like, like that, if you know. like he was like a shock jock in the seventies. Well, you right, got yeah. it. He's coming on my show. Him and I email. So the one I'm like. 
Instead of going That's for right. life, he's, like, he's basically the, the crux of our relationship because yeah. yeah. you were begging for a monologue. Yeah, I, so here's a, I meet Mons at PC Richards. I'm working okay. whatever I do at work, which right. I'm not allowed to mention. I okay. see Mons there. Right. I'm like, hey, what's up? I, you know, Team Degenerate, I, I talk to him. <laughs> want to meet Mike? I'm like, yeah, I'll meet Mike. I'm like, question, uh, I want to meet Summers. He's right. like, come to the studio. So I come up to the studio. We meet Joe and Evan. And then we just texted, you know, here and there. Mm. And I'm like, hey, random question. Oh, I asked you if you wanted Rob O'Neill on the show. Yeah. You, Rob O'Neill comes on the show, right. and I'm like, hey, I got to ask a favor. Is there any way to get me Steve Summers on the show? Yeah. So Summers and I have been emailing. We email twice a week. Wow. So we're going to do it early January. Good. So I'm, I'm excited to have That'll Steve That's one. like my one. He's one of my the, dream the guests. Advi- yeah. The advice is you can ask him anything, yeah. and he'll answer it as honestly as possible. Yeah, he definitely will. You, know, you got to ask him about the Atlanta yeah. uh, motorcycle fiasco. Yeah, when he when he was working in Atlanta, he did a lot of TV. But and when you see him, you're going to be shocked. He does TV. He no, I, oh, I you, I'm the biggest right, summers yeah. guy. Yeah, okay, he's yeah. awesome. So, um, and he, looks he used to be the different. biggest summers guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he'll do any. And he did a lot of crazy things in his in his youth. Yeah, he was like. He got drunk and drove a, a car through a flaming hoop and things like that. Like, yeah, really? Yeah, for, like at a rodeo for like that was part of the thing he had to do for a station. It was a it was a great story. And when he first moved to New York, because he, he was he's from New York, but he lived in uh, San, San Francisco, Francisco for yeah. a long time and did a lot of work there. And, and then Atlanta, where he did this drunken rodeo. But when he came back to New York, there's a lot of great stories. So yeah, he's nothing's off Ask limits. about the, the rats that ate his fish in the apartment. Right. Like he's got so <laughs> he's many, got so many stories. and he'll tell you everything. And, and we co- we both come from working with Steve. We were I worked with Steve five six years. Oh, same, did you really? Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. I, I produced the show. I was actually going to ask you guys. Yeah. Let, let's jump to that now. Yeah. All right. So how'd you guys get involved? Because you went from whatever working at WFN, it's the highest it goes. That's right. it. You said early, it mm-hmm. is the pinnacle. Give me a history of getting to WFAN, Connecticut School Broad. How'd you get to WFAN? So I was, and, uh, I'll go first. Uh, I, I have a good story involving mine. Yeah, okay, Chris, okay. Is, Chris should basically kiss my, my ring right now. Yeah, pretty um, much. Well, he's your assistant anyway. So no, no, true. he's far from my assistant. <laughs> yeah. um, so for me, I was, uh, I was going to Cannes University in New Jersey, and I was a you know, big Mac and Sid and Mike and the Mad Dog fan, and I am as well. So I, you know, like any other moron working in uh, the college radio station, I just sent out a thousand resumes. I did internships at WPST in New Jersey, um, but I, obviously, I really wanted to get to the fan, um, and there weren't like websites available. Like the, it, websites weren't as extensive as they are now, so I couldn't even find like an address or who to send there if they're looking for interns or anything like that. So I eventually just sent like a hundred of them, like in like three days, just hoping someone gets one. I get a call back from the traffic department, and I did an internship in the traffic department in uh, July of 2004. It was the worst experience of my life. Mm-hmm. Just as, it was boring. Like, there was no, like, you know, but my foot was in the door there. I eventually bumped in this Kazari. I said, look, I'm, I'm in the, the traffic. Eddie Kazari. <laughs> I mean, like, at the snack machine, right? <laughs> so I'm like, hey, Eddie, I'm up in the traffic department. Nice to meet you. You know, um, please can I have an internship down here? After, and he's like, yeah, you know, you're already a foot in the door. Just... You know, when you're, when you're about to leave, uh, you know, come talk to me and we'll set it up. So I interviewed with Eddie and I had an internship at the fan and uh, I got hired part time out of there. Worked part time, ridiculous hours, uh, overnight weekend producer, uh, you know, doing, you know, tape and uh, working 12 hours on Christmas, working 12 hours on Thanksgiving. Um, for a while, I held the most hours worked in a two week period by a part timer. I'm sure that's been <laughs> taken over by somebody at this point. But I, uh, I held that record for a while. Um, and when you're making eight bucks an hour as a part-timer, right. when you're 20, whatever years old, you know, I'm working at Sirius as well. I was covering high school girls basketball for uh, some uh, WGHT in uh, Pompton Lakes, New Jersey. 
you know. Imagine me in the sideline asking, you know, girls, yeah. high school girls, yeah. that? Yeah. questions. Yeah. He mentioned something before we started the podcast. Yeah, said, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Now, it all comes <laughs> back to that one question. Full circuit. Yeah. So, um, so then eventually, like, you know, a job opened up, and I was just hired full-time in April 2006, and I've been uh, slugging away ever since then. I uh, worked there. I worked in the production department for about a year, a year and a half, um, and then I got involved with the Giants, so I was doing production in the Giants at the same time. Got moved up to a, the summer's producer shift, and then uh, you know, four or five years later, Mike's producer role opened up, and I got promoted to that. And I've been sitting there ever since, you know, getting uh, requests for Steve Summers monologues. So <laughs> that's right. That's why I So uh, that's 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 my story. And, and Amazingly, 14 years at the station. Yeah. Um, it's I'm 35. I just turned 35. I feel like I'm 45, but it's amazing that when I wa- I remember walking in the door in the Kaufman Astoria Studios, the place was disgusting in a good way. Um, and argue- arguable, like a no, rally, like it, a rally no, it wasn't way, right? like it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like it wasn't like rats, right? It was no, just, it, yeah, it wasn't like it was. Just, it wasn't a Ninja Turtles you have this, down there. Like, it wasn't thought that of bad, what WFAN is, and yeah. even watching Mike and Chris on Yes and I Miss on MSNBC, you never saw the newsroom really, and you know the shape. yeah, it was just. You know, it was it was chairs not, held together with duct tape. Yeah, rug held, rugs you know, held, held together the, with duct the, tape. The, the ceilings are all brown. <laughs> yeah, it's a drop ceiling, and all the tiles are disgusting and everything. Some of the just, TVs are fuzzy. Like right, it's yeah. just, <laughs> it's like you can't believe. But you know what? It, there was something about that place that you know Minko has the best stories about it because he, you know, grew up in that place. Space. Well, no, he was an older guy when he got there, but he loves the memories of Astoria. Mm. But there was just something about that place where it was just like it was ours. You know, it might suck, but it's ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved uh, to Manhattan, and it's been it's been good since that. I can't, you know, everybody can complain about something. I won't right now. But uh, <laughs> hey, look, I, I'm gonna go out unless I get hit by a bus on the way out of here on Mike Frances's last show. So that's, yeah. you know, you would never think when I'm in Kane University doing a sports talk show once a week, you know, breaking Pedro Martinez signing with the Mets, that eventually my my end all be all is going to be working on Mike and, and with Chris. Uh, his last show, and I have to work with Mad Dog too. I did his Saturday show when he did Saturdays. I produced that. Um, my first day as an intern, I had to go pick up his kids' tuna sandwiches. I got lost in Astoria. Yeah, um, Wait, did you work on the mic and Mike and Mad Dog show? I worked show? on the show as a part timer, like a yeah. fill in board so you were op at here. WFN when Chris left. Yes, yes. that was. We oh, both were. We yeah. can oh, get into that. I want. That, that was, yeah. after, I know we're jumping around, but who cares? Yeah, That's no, still real, right? After we can, I, yeah, after I Chris does his intro, I can tell you some of the. Uh, Crazier moments or yeah, I want surreal moments I want of hear. being there. All right, I'll just get into my real quick because it's a funny story. If it wasn't funny, I would have just said that's enough. <laughs> it is funny. But um, all right, so uh, I did not have the same uh, experience he did. I just um, I but went you, did to, go, you did go to CSB. I went to Nassau Community College. I graduated from there, and I was okay. really like, do I want to go to a four-year school and waste money and get drunk every day? Because that's really what I thought I was going to do if I went away. Right. Answer so is yes. Said, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I like Mike and the Mad Dog. I like sports radio. Let's go to Connecticut School of Broadcasting. So I did that. I uh, got a diploma, whatever you want to call it, certificate from uh, Connecticut <laughs> School of Broadcasting. I joke about it, but it really was a great experience. But anyway. I, I worked there. It was great. So after, it was, I finished in the summer of 06, and I was like, I'm gonna go to, I was going to Vegas with my friends. And I said, I'm going to go to Vegas with my friends. When I get back, I'm going to do what he talked about and just you know, bombard the world with resumes and see what sticks. So I'm in Vegas, and obviously a huge fan of Mike and the Mad Dog. And we're on this rooftop uh, at a bar called um, Pure. Pure. Were you with him, or you didn't well, know? Well, yeah. Okay, okay. It, it, we, so I'm up there on the rooftop, All right. and um, one of my friends taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, hey, 
Mark Malusis is here. And Mark Malusis is the producer of Mike of course, and yeah. the Mad Dog at the time. And we all know him because we all watch the show. And he's like, you should go talk to him. I'm like, I'm not going to bother Mark Malusis here. He's with friends in Vegas. It would be so awkward. So about five or six drinks later, I'm like, where's Mark Malusis? <laughs> I got to go find this guy. I'm going to tell him I should be the fan. So I'm like looking everywhere for Mark Malusis now. And I can't find him anywhere. And I'm down on myself. I'm like, I should have said something. I'm so stupid. And I'm drunk and pissed, pissed off a little bit. And so we end up in the elevator to come down from the rooftop bar. And all of a sudden, one of my buddies I'm with starts, like, arguing with another guy in the elevator. And I could tell there was, like, a big bouncer who rode the elevator. And I could tell he was just about to end it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me end it because I don't feel like getting squashed here. So I was like, guys, I break up the fight, whatever. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm sorry. It's my fault, too. You guys sound like you're from New York. I'm from New York. And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're all from New York. He goes, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what do you do? He's like, I'm in sports radio. I'm like, get the hell out of here. I just saw Mark Malusis, the producer of Mike and the Mad Dog. I was going to say, he's going, yeah, I'm here with him. I'm like, get the hell out of here. You're here with Mark? He's like, yeah, you want to meet him? And I'm like, yeah. Brian Monzo. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. So Wait, I met Brian. So the first time I ever met. Shit. The yeah. first time I ever met Brian Monzo was in an elevator me. in Las Vegas. Separating me Separating from a fight with his friends. Oh, you right? gonna do <laughs> right? Him and him and my buddy got into a fight about I don't know. You know, someone. I, honestly, it's kind of become fuzzy. I don't remember if someone me stepped on Monzo's Jordans. Someone, probably, so, yeah, yeah. No, someone was with a girl. Whether it was my friend or Brian, you know, he's got a bunch of kids now, so I'm not sure who was with the girl. But something happened, and like you know, some stupid childish thing, like along the lines of you know, wait till you get in the room or something like that, was mm-hmm. said, and it, it became a little bit of a scuffle. And I ended up leaving. My buddies were going to a strip club, and I said, "Sorry, fellas, I'm gonna go meet Mark Malusis." And Monzo took me to meet Mark, and we met in like the the crappy little horseshoe lounge bar of the mm-hmm. whatever hotel it was, and we met. We had some drinks. I took Mark out. Mark and Sal Licata, mm-hmm. who's now on SMY, used to be the uh, board op and associate producer yeah. from Mike. Um, I met him and Sal the next night. I took them out, paid for their drinks all night long. All my friends, we took them out. And then uh, he hooked me up with an internship. And I, I interned the uh, winter of, um, of 07. That famous, um, one, of my first, uh, cl- one of my first days as an intern was uh, Russo's epic rant on, throw him out of the league! <laughs> I was there with for Pac-Man the, Jones. About Pac-Man Jones, mm-hmm. I was there for that day. Um, and I was only a part-time, I was very lucky. I was a part-timer for very short I got hired full-time in December. My, my internship ended in May of 07. I was hired full-time in December of 07 at Steve Summers board up. Um, but as a part-timer, I did a handful of things. Talking about. I worked for, um, I was the um, morning pretty much breakfast guy for right after Imus was released. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were trying out all the different shows. Like a bunch of people came in to fill in. Everybody. Yeah, Everybody so came weird. to fill in. Yeah, Jim Cramer. Jim Cramer. Um, uh, the McEnroe brothers who I brought. I bought, bought breakfast. breakfast for. I bought. I bought personally as a part timer at WFN. Get eight bucks I an hour. No money. I have no money. We're getting paid, like you said, eight bucks an hour. I personally bought Patrick and John McEnroe breakfast <laughs> for a week because I did not have the courage to ask them for six fifty, and they thought it was just free. Like they don't know. They they were like, oh yeah, I'll have a bacon, egg, and cheese. And I would come in, and they wouldn't go into their wallets. And I'm not going to tell John McEnroe that he owes me five bucks. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> so it was that. But yeah. So that's how the first time I met. Um, Brian Malusis, I, I, Greg, Giannotti. G- Greg Giannotti, who Mons, will be you, the new morning host. What were you guys host. there for in Vegas? We <clears> just, you know, what happened was I just moved into Astoria, into a, an apartment with Sal Licata and Greg Giannotti, <laughs> June of 2006. I got hired full time in April. I was living down in Jersey Shore with my parents. Uh, it was just obviously I wanted to move to Astoria. Commuting there from the Jersey Shore was a disaster. So uh, finally, you know, like a big boy, got out of my house. Um, and then Sal and Moose, who were very tight at the time, 
we're going to Vegas. And we all got drunk in the apartment one night, and those guys were like, you guys should come to Vegas. And next thing I know, we're like, you know, on you know, Travelocity, <laughs> booking our rooms that night, you know, to Vegas. So right. it just kind of happened, you know, in that way. And it was so, awesome. Yeah, I mean, so you, he mentioned, you know, you never thought. I mean, literally, if I wasn't in the elevator That's at so that weird, exact moment, I mean... This is one of my best friends. I work with him every day. No, I was we in worked his wedding. To, so we, like, he was in my wedding. We worked, we so worked weird, together right? every day. I went into Connecticut School of Broadcasting literally because I was like, I don't know what else to do. I like Mike and the Mad Dog. I work on that show. I met him in an elevator. It's like it's some of the. It's really crazy how life can do, turn on an, in an instant. During these, things, I'd be making money somewhere now yeah, if it wasn't yeah. for <laughs> that elevator ride. I'd be somewhere actually getting. Yeah, but you paid. would be having fun though. That's true. That's during true. these things, when Mad Dog left. During the epic rant, during yesterday, Mike's rant about the Giants and Eli, do you appreciate the moment as it's happening? I, I put out a, a very mm. corny but lame but serious tweet about <laughs> how, you know, it, there are times where with any job, and you obviously do something a lot more serious than we do, but um, it feels like a job. And you, you know, wake up some days like, I don't feel like going in. And there are days like that, especially in February. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yesterday was one of those days where, and there's, you don't get a lot of them because there's nothing, you know, having a guy who was a quarterback on a team for, you know, 13 years, was a legend, didn't miss a game, two Super Bowls, you know, getting treated like he did yesterday and then work on the, the top show, a guy who, you know, can, who steals that moment. You know, that was like a high of highs because we don't we don't get a lot of those. Right. And, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast. As we're watching it, we know it's news making. Like we know, maybe not to the extent of every, like Adam Schefter or whoever else tweeted it out. Mm-hmm. But we know this is this is going to be news. And the, the way Mike handles it is going to be the way it's shaped for a lot of fans. His words on that moment and his opinion on that will be will decide the way a lot of the giant fan base will think about the situation. And you and you to, you're totally aware of right. that and as the it's back happening. pages of the paper. Right, you know how. that's all coming. Like it's it's like we worked on other shows, and we said Steve and everything, and we had fun moments and people remember it and you're a huge fan. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference working on that afternoon show and with Mike and knowing that you are you are making the news right. Not o- not only is the Eli story news, what Mike's right. saying is, is, news. is news. See, that's the thing. And so, what I do for work, they always say when you when we join, hey, you have a front row seat to the greatest show on earth. Right. So when something happens, and whether it be something serious, I always text Mons, hey, this is what's going on here. Right. This is what's going on here. While it's happening, it's like this is work. This sucks. I'm standing outside for 18 hours. Right. Then you go home and you read the papers, like, oh, I was here. This is exactly what happened. Right. Never during the moment. I'm 15 years in. The same way you're 14 years in. I'm never once like. I wish I would have not appreciated some of the stuff serious, but like right. I wish I had more awareness. Like, oh, look where I am. Right. I'm standing front row behind the bar. I'm seeing it for. So you guys are watching stuff, and as it's happening, people are tweeting about it. It became the number one trending thing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned what Mike says is gospel, and I'm gonna tell you something. And I say it on almost every podcast because a lot of them are sports related. I was my ex-wife left me because of the Yankees and Kentucky basketball. Like sports in my life, it's embarrassing. Right. I'm truly embarrassed by it. I really am. I miss my uh, uncle's funeral because of a Kentucky game. Like mm-hmm. half the family don't speak to me. Sports is my entire life. Mm-hmm. And when the Yankees would lose a big game, I would stay up and my girlfriend sit next to me. Like right. I, I, sometimes like 17, 18 no, hours, yeah. just like stand there. Yeah. Mike goes on. Okay, well, six sixty one hundred one point nine. Right. Okay, you know the world, and he's talked with the ledge so many times. Yeah. And as the producers, as sports fans, you have to appreciate the moment, don't you? Oh I would, no, of like, course. Oh my god! No, there, there are definitely, like we said, there are definitely moments you I mean, know. There were, 
Yeah, yeah. So you're saying there are moments like the A Rod interview from a couple of years ago was right. one of those. Um, obviously, yesterday, and you know, you can. You know, there's, there's. I remember when the Giants won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. That was a bit. I mean, so there's, well, there's things. Let's go to the moment we just mentioned about when Russo left because I didn't know both of you guys worked there when mm-hmm. he left because that was. I was on summer show. We were both on summer how, show. That was the Actually, biggest we, uh, news ever. Not only that, we can tell we were. So how that night played out, and I think we told this, and we probably can because it was on the air. Okay. We were working for Summers that night. Um, together, you guys worked together yeah, for Summers. Summers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we didn't, you know, <clears throat> we're not like in the mix, like with what's going on with, with the bosses, you know, especially at that point. Um, but we were reading the newspapers. We, we heard the rumors about Mike and Chris, and that's the, the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Chris will back me up here. We're doing Summers show. It might have been during a Met game. It was during a Met game because Mets were on the fan back then. And our boss, Mark Chernoff, comes in to us, and he's never there that late. And it's like we thought it, I night. thought it was peculiar. Like, I'm, I, I, he's there, but I'm not even thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, Mark's here. must be busy with paperwork or whatever. He comes in right to Chris, because Chris is the board op, and says, you know, remove all the, the anything that says Russo. Dog. He's no longer with, he, he's like, he's no longer with the station. And we were just like. So you guys yeah. kind of find out. First, first, like we might have been one of the before first Twitter, yeah, because yeah. right, there was no Twitter. Yeah, then. of course yeah. not. Okay, yeah, we might have been. Think about it. We might have been one of the first people who knew because he came right into the, and he said, "Don't play anything that says Russo's name on it." So we so, were just yeah. like, and we were just floored at that, and we had to, we had the responsibility of giving that information to Steve to go on the air with. So Steve had to come out. Now I don't remember at this point had. It been leaked to some of the media reporters because yeah. blogs were big then because mm-hmm. there was no Twitter right. um, or Facebook. And there was definitely rumors. I mean, there were strong yeah, rumors. Oh, I, that I Chris remember there's a fan yeah. as a, as yeah. a rumor, like, oh, they might be breaking up. So we had to like instead of coming out and doing a typical Mets recap night or whatever, we had to come out and the first thing Summers had to read was a, you know, basically stating this happened and Dog has left the station and Mike and the Mad Dog is no more and mm-hmm. that was that took over the night. Yeah, and then the next day happened and I think. I think I had a four to midnight shift. I don't remember what. I think it was a Friday, if I remember. The the, and um, I, I, I might have had a four to midnight. I made sure I was there at one, because I wanted to be there when Mike went on. And I didn't know that dog was going to call in or whatever. But I just remember Mike never came out that day of the the studio, and I was just sitting there like just listening. And ever there was more people in the newsroom than there ever was. You know, mm-hmm. um, no, that was a wild time and. You know, the, you can just imagine, you know, the emotion. Just, yeah, I mean, you know, Russo was really, and I only had a couple of years with him. Like I said, I was in, uh, I started even as a intern in January 07. So, say, I had a year and a half of Russo being in the building. Uh, just an absolute ball of energy. So the newsroom, I don't want to say took a, took a hit, but the newsroom changed a lot. Because Russo was just absolutely a ball of energy, asking a million questions. I said, um, Beningo likes to be in your life. He would ask you what's going on the weekend. <laughs> like, you know, it was like yeah. a million things. Obsessed with travel. You know, Bob Usler, uh, an update, the update guy yep. at night. Mr. Met, right? Mr. Met. Uh, he was doing a lot of play-by-play at the time, I remember. And, like, Russo was obsessed with his flight plans. So you're, fl- so you're flying out of Houston. Like, he was, like, obsessed <laughs> with, like, his flight plans. And it was just, it was a ball of energy. And I remember, you know, right around the time he left, it was just... The, the you know the the feel of the station it was just so somber for so long and it wasn't too long after the Imus thing no so it was it was a it was really a, a, an interesting time to be at the fan because there was really a lot of change and I I see stupid stuff as a fan like you guys give me behind the scenes stuff and I think you guys know 
how everyone felt. I remember right. at work, or everyone I spoke to at twelve fifty-five, mm-hmm. kind of everything stopped. It was one of the. It sounds silly. Like the right. ten moments that you remember yeah. putting on the fan, right? To hear then, Mike talk about, and then it. Tony Russo called in. Yeah. I remember how like. Yeah. It's, yeah you, if you remember, he played the Mike and the Mad Dog open, and, and he right. was that was the opening for the last twenty. See, if, for me, it's so uh, it's so intimate the radio thing. It is. It's it so totally crazy. Is. I want to ask you one question about guests because I just looked down at my notes. Sure. Any dream guest you guys want for your podcast? For the podcast? Forget about like... Say for the show. Yeah, I thought you were going to say for the no, show. No, no, no. For the podcast. Because um, Mike can get almost anyone he wants anyway. Right. Well, and you, we, we kind of got off that. We're talking about guests and everything. We made a And I'm, conscious... I, I tried to make it like smooth. Right, right. I, I actually just want to ask who cares. Right. We, we made a, a somewhat of a conscious decision. More um, Monzo more than I even. But we kind of felt strongly that doing the podcast, as much as... Obviously, it's a sports station, and, and we love talking sports. I mean, that's what I want to do in my life is talk sports for a living. We thought that, you know, it, especially, you know, it, it becomes dated so quickly if we were to break down a certain game. If we were to come on and do a sports talk show on a podcast, you know, weekly, it doesn't work. So we kind of – we uh, big stories we would have guests on. But for the most part, we tried to stay away from doing, like, the sports thing. We would touch on it here and there. I mean, a specific thing. Like, I bet you tomorrow we'll talk about the Eli thing. Right. It's, it's, that's kind of a time. And it story. affected our sh- the show yeah. in our lives. That's kind of what we talk about mainly. But, yeah, we won't, we won't break down. We're not going to talk about the Redskin game. No, you can't. Yeah, you can't do that on a Especially weekly Especially on a podcast. podcast. I'll right. give you an example. Yeah. Her and I just got – my girlfriend and I just got back in Greece and Egypt. Right. right be- I, don't listen nice. to mu- I don't listen to music. Right. Right before we leave, I download, like, 20 different podcasts. Right. I look at the description. I don't want to see – Oh, let's hear what they talked about with a game because the game is gone. Game's it's gone. a twenty-four hour thing. Right, now yeah. the game's over. Right. So um, when you say dream guest, I'm trying to think like a Mount Rushmore of guests. Because like, I, I know Chris would want to talk to Paul McCartney. Yeah, yes. that would be okay. But, you know, that's even that's so beyond dream. I wouldn't <laughs> even know where to. But yes, if I could, if I could speak in my underwear, your, in, the, in my one. underwear at my house, where, wherever, Paul McCartney would be yeah, would the be guy. Small, I, oh, I really? That's your. He's my guy. Yeah. Okay. I, okay, um, okay. I lost my father when I was nineteen. Okay. Uh, and my father absolutely just ingrained the Beatles and Paul McCartney into me. Uh, the fondest memories I have of my father are him, you know, showing me Paul McCartney's music. And so, yeah, I'm a huge. Paul so McCartney on so many guy. levels, McCartney's yeah, your a- dream. Abs- absolutely. Okay. I would. I would. You know. I wouldn't be able to stand if Paul McCartney walked into the room. That's the only person. Okay. Even Derek Jeter. I'm a Yankee yeah, fan. Yeah. Grew up low. If Derek Jeter walked in, I would be like, wow. Well, I always say I wouldn't want Great, Jeter. When I always it. say my Mount Rushmore of guests, because I don't think Jeter would give me anything. I think, right. he, which no, is I fine. Agree. I agree. Vanilla, with you. and everyone's like, totally. Who's your dream guest? Right. And my Mount Rushmore, right. he never makes it because. Yeah. Like he's not giving no, me I, anything. I totally, he's, yeah, I agree. I agree. It but, would be nice to meet him. But McCartney's and everything, a good yeah. interview. I listened to him on Stern. He's yes. a good interview. Yeah, that, I, so that would be my. That's a good one, Monster. Mon, that's that's, that's yeah, my dream. I'd probably, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably go to the wrestling side. Yeah, maybe Shawn Michaels. Oh, you want to hear a good wrestling story? Sure. I know you got your wrestling guy. So I started the podcast like just say three years ago when mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing, and I just go online. I'm like, oh, I inter- I emailed like 40 people. I emailed Kamala. And Kamala writes back within five minutes. <laughs> he comes on my show. Wow. Kamala, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Kamala, I had B. Brian Blair. I had like the old school wrestlers. So I had Jake the Snake Roberts on like a year ago. I have his phone number. How's he doing? Oh, listen to this story. It's pretty okay. cool. Yeah. So like I have him on a Still year. Still to the yoga and everything? Yeah, like yeah, a year yeah. ago I have yeah, him on. Yeah. So I throw him a text like every month. Like, hey, Jake, how are you? He never writes back. So finally around two months, two months ago, I hit him up like, hey, Jake, hope all is well. He's like, calls me. I'm like, oh, hey, Jake. He's like, listen. I'm going to be down to Jersey Shore tomorrow night. I need a ride back to New York City. Can you come get me? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course, Jake. I don't even have a car. Right. I'm like, yeah, Jake, whatever you need. I'm in Lakewood, New Jersey. I'll send you the info. And he hangs up. I'm like, 
hey, Jake, I call back. Can you do my podcast? He's like, yeah, yeah, it's 20 minutes, I'll do the podcast. A guy I work with, diehard wrestling fan, like has like 10 belts, picks me up. This is a true story. We drive down to Lakewood, New Jersey, to like a Ramada Inn. Jake the Snake Roberts comes out in like tight sweatpants. We pick him up. We hit traffic two and a half hours back in the car with Jake the Snake, and we take him back. We take him back here, and Jake the Snake does an hour and 20 minutes with me. Yeah, two. And when Jake the Thank Snake you. comes back, does an hour and a half with me on the radio. Wow. Like just sober, cool dude, but yeah. Jake. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm sitting here with Jake the Snake yeah, Roberts. And, like, I'm asking him, like, so, Jake, like, how many Damien's did you have? And, like, he's like, uh, he's like telling me the story. Like, remember when, like, Earthquake uh, crushed? Crushed it. Yeah. He's like, you want to know what that was? I'm like, yeah. He's like, it was a sock with chopped meat. Like, he has no. <laughs> yeah, he, he was, like, telling like, old school stories. But, like, the wrestlers for me, like, I've had a ton of, like, real athletes on. Um, right. Authors and I'm a big reader, so I, like yeah. my favorite authors came on. Yeah. Fifty-two books and 50, that's just hashtag. Yeah, oh, I, really? yeah, I'm this is my fourth yeah. year in a row. I read a do book. Do you like a books week. on tape? No, I can't do it. Really? Yeah, well, because my yeah. commute's only like ten minutes to work. Right, right, I'm right. a big reader, right. so I had uh, my favorite authors, like legit had beers, shots with my favorite authors. But yet, when a wrestler Jake the Snake sat across from me, I'm like, oh my god, Jake yeah, the Snake. Cool. It's like weird. It's Jake I have a question about that. How, yeah. how did he handle two hours of traffic? Was he like pissed? No, he gets in the car, and the first fifteen minutes, he's like not even talking to us. And I'm like, oh, so Jake, uh, I don't know. Like, he's being, like, really weird. Right. So my boy's driving. I text him, like, dude, this is, this is hell. Right. And then, like, he looks at his hand. I'll tell you guys. And he has a snake tattoo on his hand. He's like, you know what this tattoo's from? Touching myself. I'm like, oh. He goes, that's not a snake. And, like, I'm like, oh, Jake. And then he, like, get kind of dirty. Oh, my God. And he was, God. like, just telling these stories. Like, it was really, really cool. But, like, I hung out with Jake the Snake Roberts for, like, is, two hours. That is pretty cool. And the next night, it was, like, a House of Glory wrestling show. Yeah. So we go there just to see Jake. Doesn't even acknowledge us. <laughs> I drove him. No. <laughs> no, no, never, never. I drove him to, like, the House of Glory. Doesn't right. even acknowledge oh, me when he was there. It, I like it, the phone call. That's my favorite part of the story. Just, like, out of nowhere, like, come get my me. My phone rings. <laughs> I'm like, guys, guys, it's funny. I, I, I wonder if he rem- I, I, how, if he doesn't respond to you, how does he remember that this is the guy from New Jersey? Might, might be the area code. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 could have been anybody. I, I, I think it might have just been anybody. <laughs> this guy's from New York. Come meet me. But he didn't know, he, like, he didn't know what I did for him. He's like, I right, need right. a ride from right. Lakewood, New Jersey. I'm like, I got you. What time? 10 o'clock. I don't have a car. That's but funny. I, yeah. Yeah. Real quick, who is this? Yeah, yeah. Bye again. Just give me a, what do you look like? But he gets in the exactly. car and like we were talking like he didn't even yeah. he was weird he was sitting up, he had like zero interest in doing the pot but I had Jake right. the Snake on no, that's awesome and then so at the end I'm like Jake you gotta get me some other guys on he goes no I'm not gonna be calling people for you I said alright Jake alright all right. Yeah. <laughs> right, so people who are gonna be listening are gonna be asking about Mike's stories Right. what's the biggest thing you're gonna miss when Mike leaves I know it's like a generic question like favorite right. country but like the, right. what are you gonna miss the most and what aren't you gonna miss the most because that's and a truthful answer with that I'm not gonna miss February with Mike or yeah. probably with any host just because dead. it's a dead time yeah. and, it can be rough and if you, just get if, the, you get the feel sometimes in February that there's just nothing to talk I don't want to no say like they, I don't want to say like they don't want to be there right but like they don't want to be there yeah because you know? <laughs> college basketball you know, is not we- huge the, weather's, yeah. the weather sucks yeah, it's cold like, you'll get a couple snowstorms nothing's going on you know as much as there are Knicks and Rangers fans. They, they just don't. It doesn't drive it you yet. Know, the, the Knicks, Knicks you'll the get Knicks something could, out of the Knicks, but they haven't been able. To. The, Knicks the Knicks definitely will if, if they're they, yes. yes. If the Knicks can get you know actually good and mm-hmm. start to you know make a move where you feel like they're a, a, at least a, 
a playoff contender, it would make some buzz, especially with a guy like Przingis. Przingis mm-hmm. is going to be a super. If this team ever wins a championship, he's going to be a monster. He's going to be a huge star in the city. Uh, as far as what I'll miss the most, I mean, look, if you want to talk about like shows like days like yesterday, yeah, that, that's like, what I don't miss care. Any, most, any yeah. doesn't matter who I work with or right. what I do moving forward. Yeah, successful shows, it, it, they'll never sure. be. It's true. Like you, like you mentioned that. it before about going to your radio or television at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. That was totally me. I, you know, any Yankee. I would. My favorite thing ever was after a Yankee playoff win the next day, one o'clock. That's that was that's what I was. And so the idea that I was, you know, I'm the guy hitting the jingle and I'm the guy there at one o'clock starting it. It's it's special. It's cool. And so that's I'll just I'll just miss being there on days where I know the show is going to be a buzz. Where I just know there's something going on, and this is where everybody wants to be. And I mean, you know, I'm I'm separated by 12 feet and, and a pane of glass, but I'm you know I'm there. And so that I'll definitely miss. That I'll miss the Mohegan Sun remote that we do. Yeah, yeah we have fun, fun Mohegan Sun. That's true. <laughs> we, uh, that's bar A is good. Yeah, time the too. Bar A good uh, is. Uh, and look, we will leave December 15th. Uh, now we are not leaving. Oh, that's, we a, will, that's okay. that show will end December 15th. Right. Uh, Chris and I are both in our 30s. Uh, we grew up Mike and Mad Dog fans, and we can say we were on the last show for Mike. Right. And in some way, you know, we are friends with Mike. You know, so that's, you know, I don't know how, you know, we're not like, you know, best buddies. Right. You know, because, he's, you know, he's he's got a family, and, you know, we're we're, we're his guys, but, right. you know, but, like, we're, we're cool with Mike. You know, that's, that's, that's cool. Well, you're cool with Mike, too. <laughs> You got to tell people how you saved in his phone because this cracked me up when I was in the studio with you guys. I don't know. You, oh, you, yeah. You're not. Like, oh no! Yeah, yeah. I got updated. No. Oh okay. Okay. No. So, yeah. Oh, so tell okay. what happened. No. Yeah. For for a while. <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. No, I think this happens with a lot of guys because Beningo doesn't have any names for numbers saved in his phone. I remember one time Beningo got a call from somebody and he's like, "Who's this banana?" But <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah, you probably. I don't know how many nine, you know, nine hundred eight area codes right. he has. So, so it might just. So be a I just noticed number. I was working my show for a while, and the greatest thing ever to happen is text messaging. So you don't got to make that pre-show phone call, that awkward call. Oh, right. no matter what, mm-hmm. and it, you know, you just you know, nobody likes to. You know, that's the one thing nobody likes to talk on the phone anymore. I don't. I don't do it. Um, <laughs> I don't call people. You know, anymore. You don't call anymore. <laughs> So I just, happened to, I just happened to, to see Mike's phone one day, and this is after I've been working him for like three years, and I happened to see a text from me, and it was just my number. I'm like, this guy doesn't have me saving his phone yeah. yet? I <laughs> but I happened to see recently. <laughs> but I, and, and we text a lot. Like yeah. it's, but I, I just think that's like a, I don't know how to put uh-huh. the number and the, the save it. I happened to see recently that I was in his phone. So that's maybe, well, maybe when, when Mrs. Was I, when was I there with Rob O'Neill, maybe... Right around Memorial Day. Around Memorial oh, yeah. Day. Right, yes. And Mike's phone was outside. So I'm in the in the room with you, which is like, as a fan, that was like a surreal experience. When mm-hmm. Mom's like, dude, come up to the show whenever you want. Right. I'm like, oh, Monday? And I remember you're like, oh, come next week. Because Mike was off. So I was there for Joe and Evan. And it was like, it's surreal just seeing the studio. Yeah. But I was there with Rob O'Neill and the phone's there. And Mons texts Mike and Mike's left his phone in the yeah, room. Yeah, I didn't he goes, realize that he was. Yeah. And you say to me, Mike, look, look down, look down. It's my phone number. I'm like, yeah, he goes, I'm not even saved in Mike's phone. Like, it was, <laughs> for me, that's just like a great yeah, princess yeah. thing. Yeah, like, it's funny. just so typical. How do you guys not deal with, because, you know, the Twitter mongos, and I think that was a very, I think it's good. It brought a younger generation yeah. of people who would have always listened to the fan, but are now right. way more engaged. That right. If Mike says something, if he messes up a word, it's yeah. a thousand retweets. Yeah. Is it an, I don't want to say annoying. It's good and bad for the show, because it's definitely bringing you know what? a lot more for publicity. Me, yeah. When I first started working on the show, 
I wasn't on Twitter as much. I didn't know what Mongo Nation. I had no idea. Right. So at first, and I, I thought they were kind of dicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but after, and not too long, maybe a week, you know, I, it, it came, just came to me that you know these are just the fans and how they are. Um, and Mike has said it a million times himself. He's got one of the most loyal fan bases. That if you go to to Francesicon or any of these things, you know, they'll it's, line up miles for an autograph and a picture. Francesicon is crazy. It is, and I, like I said, I'm the biggest fan of Francesca. And mm-hmm. in my apartment, and this is weird. I have he was drinking a diet coke, mm-hmm. and I really I grabbed a diet coke, and I <laughs> she she sees it. It's in our apartment. We have like. A minimalist apartment. There's Yankee seats in there, right. a Kentucky Bowl by Calipari to me, and that's it. And a Diet Coke. And a Diet Coke. And I, I went and saved it. He goes, oh, you're crazy. He yeah. signed it. But the Francesicon, I, I went to the first three, and it was weird because, okay, I'm going to take pictures. And right. then the line. And it was just orderly, and people waited for like I know. two, three, just to take a picture with him. I it's know. Just, it's like, dude, this is a radio guy, and I yet know. we're obsessed with him on no. so many levels. Yeah. It's true. I, I think, I, just I, interrupt, I, was, I think Mons did a really good job with that. I, um... I would never claim that Mons helped Mike get a, a single fan because he doesn't need any help. But Mike, I mean, uh, Brian really did a good job with being on top of Twitter, engaging these guys, being with these guys. I don't think – now, Twitter has kind of gotten bigger since we've been mm-hmm. with Mike, but I don't think another producer really has ever really had the connection to the fan base that Brian the, has had. The truth, you never embraced it the way you did. You embraced yeah. it. You write back to them. You go at them. It's, yeah. And even if people – the one thing I love about, quote, unquote, Mongo Nation is that it's like a little brother or a big brother. Mm-hmm. You can make fun of them, right. but once someone else does, exactly. all they attack. It's yeah. like, don't ever effing talk <laughs> about uh, them. They'll be... If, yeah. if He's so, the king, don't you... Yeah, it's, right. it's great. It's like, right. like, we can bust his chops, but like, you right. know... Yeah. This is our you guy. Yes. Right. Where have you been to let... I love right. that. It's, yeah. so, it's true. And you know what I love, too? It's just so weird that Mike Francesa, at his age, been doing it for 30 years... If he says something on Twitter, people actually fight and defend him. You don't know the ages because they have no avatars. It's like just a weird picture of them. It's just like really cool to see like a younger generation that's fully engaged in all Mike Francesa stuff. Oh, yeah. I've, I've become friends with some of them. I mean, not like we don't hang out. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, you're the only one probably. But, hmm. um, you know, we, we, we message and, and, you know, a handful I've been able, I've, you know, felt confident enough to give my cell phone number to. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's anything legit. Like, they help me sometimes. Sometimes they'll send me a story that I didn't see. Um, you know, that they want Mike to comment on just because it's Mike. And if I think it's worthy and it's a quiet day, you know, I'll definitely do it. Um, you know, so the social, and you know what, social media has been, been big for, for me personally and me professionally. And it's, it's really helped the show. I mean, you know, days like yesterday, that, that Mike rant was everywhere. Right. And if Twitter, I mean, it still would have been a big deal 10 years ago, but like it was like, it was a really big deal. Right. It's a retweet to someone else. Now, once Schefter or someone retweets it, now a million more people are going to see that one yeah. thing. Yeah. Going back to the 15th, are you guys staying at the fan, or you, or you guys can't discuss that yet? Well, I mean, we're not no, I not, don't not staying yeah, at the fan. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Leave, so I, don't I know, mean, we, we yeah. you know, we, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll let you know, but we're not like, you know, I don't have anything else lined up. Okay. I guess I can tell you that. So. Right. So as far as I know, I'm, I'm reporting for work on the 16th. But well, it's not Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going back to overnight on the weekends? Oh, yep, you fell absolutely. off. You fell off hard. <laughs> wait, wait, one last thing about the Twitter: like uh, Charles Manson died, right. and then uh, someone on Twitter, one of the Mongo guys, are like. I, please, someone call in with a Charles Manson question. Yeah, someone got it in. Yes, yeah, so Mike. It in, well, he's like, and he talks, and <laughs> nothing's better. You know what? And I hope this isn't boring for people listening. Just random Mike talks. No. I hope you guys are enjoying it. No, yeah. But I'll never forget Buck Showalter called in 
and there was like a window washer like hanging and Mike goes Yeah, there's a window washer hanging. We're gonna have <laughs> to the raise the cable. <laughs> and then Buck goes, Mike, do you wanna like uh like go, go back no no the, the professional yeah. A window washer's hanging. All right, we'll get back. Buck. You get, he went the transition. I remember. But yeah, you know I what? do remember that, yes. Like, you listen to it, and then you just laugh, and you go right to Twitter. Like, right. everything the man yeah. says. Just I, 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 we, we always talk about how great the non-sports stuff is. The first podcast we ever did um, was, like, the day or week of the... Um, Harambe. The Harambe <laughs> thing, the gorilla. And so we did, like, a whole thing. And, like, when Mike talks about things like that, I remember one of the first shows... I think it was like one of the first shows we were doing with him when we first came on to the show was uh, the new Pope, and I thought that was really great too. Like he's like, we're waiting for the smoke. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, is that black smoke or is that white smoke? Like that's just it's it's just tremendous. He's when he goes outside the realm of sports because I think Mike has a gift that that the great radio people do, and he has the ability to talk about almost anything. And sound like he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's talking about. But I'm saying he has that ability to sound educated on almost the any confidence. topic. It's the confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Like we did a... Uh, he would be like a great con man. Like we, yes. great, great radio people have to be con men and, like a, like and a car sell, salesman, you, yes. sell you on the fact that I know what I'm talking about here. Okay? You <laughs> might think you do. But this is why I'm here because I know what I'm talking about. It wasn't like a funny show. But like we did a whole show on the 50th anniversary of JFK. Mm-hmm. Getting, I, I had to go out, out and get some really hard guests that I've never heard, even heard of, you know, that Mike, you know, threw me like 10 names. Um, you know, we, we, you know, we had, uh, you know, he can do the political stuff. If, if he gets asked about it, he can do, um, even the wrestling. We, he doesn't talk yeah, about but he, it, but he'll, he'll he get into it, it up. and he'll, I guess he'll realize that there's an interest in it and he'll go to me for that. Or, you know, a couple of days ago we talked about music and him and Chris talked about the Beatles and McCartney. Right. Um, and you know, Mike's, Got young kids, so he's got a daughter that listens to Taylor Swift, and you know he's you know he's We've asking about somebody. Them. He's making he's talking about a guy. He's mispronouncing the guy's name. We have no yeah. idea who he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. He's like Charlie Pugh, and I'm like I have no idea who Charlie Pugh is. <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about. You know what I love I love the gorilla thing. We're like we're talking about a gorilla, like, know, yeah. and he's got the long on yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every A is an er. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a gorilla a little bit, but yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's actually a translator online that you could translate. Oh yeah, like <laughs> what you're saying into how Mike would say. It. Oh really? Right, I yeah, saw that. yeah. Well, the Mongo guys like they tweet in his language, sort of. Oh so yeah, you can, I, oh, of course. Right, of course. So you could type in a regular sentence and it'll come up in his Twitter vernacular. When Mike leaves December, is there any pe- something you now? I've saw the studio. There's not much quote unquote memorabilia. Are you guys right. taking one thing from Mike? I like, don't think so. No, no, just that bonus check, probably. Yeah, yeah. right. That's it. Um, <laughs> No, I think I would. I would love, and I'm sure we will. I think me, Brian, and I would love to have a picture of the three of us. Yeah, we have one from his wedding. We have one from my wedding, but it's still. I would like the last day for the three of us to take a picture, uh, just so I could always remember that. But no, like you said, there's really not since the TV. Uh, since we haven't been on TV, the, the studio is kind of just the regular studio. Um, you know, I know the, the boomer aside, someone has like a bunch of puppets and all things yeah, like yeah. that. The, we don't really have that. Um, so I don't think I would take anything. But quick story on the souvenir. People are nuts on souvenirs. Yeah, don't the, make it quick. The, the day, I, I, I'm fascinated by the, this. I the day, the day we well, because the day we had Alex Rodriguez on, um, when he left the meeting with Major League Baseball and ran right to the show, he came on the show. He left. 
the entire station was waiting in the newsroom for him to leave. Nobody had the nerve to ask him for an autograph or everything, but everybody just wanted to see him walk out of the room. And so a, uh, a girl from sales comes in right after he leaves, and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he was here. That's amazing. And she looks into the studio, and she goes, is that... Did he did he drink out of that cup in there? And we're like, yeah, that's the water we gave him. It was water. Coffee. She's like, oh, coffee. I burned like, my hand on it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, so Alex drank out of that cup. I'm like, yeah. He's like, can I have it? I was like, yeah, go go take the cup. I go take his trash. I, what <laughs> psycho would keep something from something that drinks? I would, what's that's a psycho no move? Idea, right. So I will not psych- be taking any of my coffee cups or anything. I'm I really will, happy that you guys appreciate it as much because like. I was telling him, like, oh, the Francesca guys are coming on, the producers. Right. I'm glad you guys appreciate it as much as the fans do. That makes it really, really cool. My, yeah, I think the yeah. one thing I've been saying consistently as we head towards the end of his run is, now we're only a couple weeks away from it, I have no idea what to expect on that last show. Like, I know what we're doing because he said it on air. <laughs> it's just going to be him and the callers, no guests. Nobody's allowed in studio. Nobody's allowed to control him outside of us. Um... I have no idea what that's going to be like. I right. really have no idea what he's going to be like. I have no idea what the call is going to be like. I don't know what I'm going to be like. I'm not going to be like emotional, but like, I'll be like emotional. I, don't, I don't have no idea how I'm going to be that. 25 yeah. years. Like, I remember I was 11 years old. I, stupid shit you remember. <clears throat> like I always say, Opie and Anthony and Mike Francesa and Summers, mm-hmm. you know, they're like kind of the voice of my life. I don't listen right. to music. Like you said, I don't listen to music right, ever. Right. Like I have a, No pa- music. I have Pandora. I might have listened to it. Once in six, I don't listen to yeah. music ever. Really? Like, I mean, I know like three or four bands. Like, I don't know if you named the top fifty songs, I wouldn't know who they were. Well, current music, but like, I have like yeah. my bands that I like. Well, yeah, like, I like Foo Fighters and oh, Linkin Park. Well, well Foo Fighters is my number one. Foo Fighters, The Doors, oh, Billy Joel. Coming. That's like really it though. Because like, right. I'll even tell Julia, I'll call my girlfriend, like, hey, this is gonna sound. Don't make fun of me. Is Drake Drizzy? Because like Coach Cal, and she's like, "Come on, Mike." I'm like, "No, is it Drizzy?" Because Cal Perry just tweeted about Drizzy, right? And so I, I wouldn't know the answer to that either. Yeah. Well, she told me it's Drizzy. So if you right. guys want to know, thank yeah. you. He's, <laughs> I'm gonna get Drizzy with it. Yeah, yeah. You, you have well, no, you have to be That's down with Drizzy. With it. Oh, yeah, down yeah. With Drizzy? He rocks Kentucky blue. He's a Kentucky oh. guy. That's how I know him now. Okay, but no, I thought I, he, yeah, he's all over the place. He's a Raptor fan, right? Yeah, he, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but see, but like, I'll be emotional because it's like a voice of my. My life. He's a soundtrack of my life. I listen yeah. to him. Talk me off the ledge. I know you guys don't know what he's going to do. I'll tell you my dream scenario, what sure. I want him to do. Because everyone, you know, that's a big thing going on. You see it on Twitter. Like, what should Mike do? Here's my dream scenario. So I'll sign Mike up for this. Like, Opie and Anthony. Anthony has his own, like, station. I don't want Mike to have his own station, of course. I want Mike to have a show three hours a day, just three days a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay. Just three days. But I want it to be a video thing. Just the same way it was on Yes!, like, but basically, Anthony Cumia sits in front of a mic with Artie Lang. You got you can call in right. and do his regular show three days a week. That's all I want. But I want I want people to watch him too. Right. That's all I want. Just three days a week, and I like maybe callers. Same exact thing. That's all I want. You have to have him on the air, which he said he's going to be. But the podcast thing, I'm not sure if he's going to do it. That's making me a little nervous. The the idea of him doing a podcast makes yeah because like yeah. as long as the it's calls not, the calls come in because right. that, that, that's what I, I love the fact that. A lot of shows now, you can, oh, I missed the show. Let me listen to Rogan's podcast. Let me listen to the Mac and Mons podcast. Any podcast you want to listen to, you listen to. You need the sports thing the next day or as it happens. And that gets me a little nervous. Because it's like you have to be there at 1 o'clock. That's one thing I'm nervous about with it. One thing we can be honest with you about is we have not been given any clue. People think we're holding information from them. We have nothing. We have nothing to... 
I, 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 I joked around about how I should make a T-shirt. I don't know what Mike is doing. Please Does don't. Everyone ask you nonstop. <laughs> yeah. That's it's yeah. I mean, you know, he's been very. He can't say anything, and I don't think he's going to risk anything. You know, us two fools going on a podcast and saying something stupid. So <laughs> I, just yeah, spilling the no beans. Yeah, yeah. We got beers some, in front of us. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you what he's doing. Some guy's going to feed you beers and shots and try and get. I was going to say, guys, that you guys haven't done the shots yet. That well, the I owner we were, of Jack Dempsey's has brought to you. I understand. I thought the way you mentioned it with taking shots, I thought it was going to be some sort of like end of the podcast. We take a shot. Well, no, I actually don't do shots. So you guys can do Julia. Oh. Come do a shot with them. I thought. I didn't hear what you said. Hey, can you do me a favor? Though? I don't know if you're gonna do. You can come over here. Come talk. Come talk. I didn't hear what you said. You have to. Uh, are you gonna videotape the last thing? When I like, would he let you or no? Because that. That's I never even thought I about think, it. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe someone at WFN Digital might come with that idea. Like it's a GoPro, Mike. just leave it up there for like an, the whole yeah. time, just to see Mike doing his last, his last thing. I mean, come on, that's something special because we have to see it as fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the TV was a, a, a very interesting. I, I thought it really made the show great. I really thought the TV added something, but you know, I don't know like, if he's like going to be my checking account. <laughs> that's true too. Oh, because you guys keep mentioning the money thing. Not that it's a, no, no, not that it's an issue. Oh, who cares about money? The ratings thing. He's right. number one now. As producers, do you feel any pressure? Is pressure the right word? Like about the ratings to control? Yeah, well, well, definitely. You know, we're very involved in you know hearing about the ratings, understanding the ratings. I mean, we care. We who. Who wants to be the guy that, you know, who wants to be the team that let Mike slip from number one? I mean, you know, so it's very... I also think people have this misconception that the ratings are Mike's show versus the other sports station, where it's it's every radio station in New York in that time slot. Yeah. Right. So it's we're not just competing against, you know, the other, the, the, the other sports talk station. We're competing with LTW and and you know, when it was on K Rock, you guys, right. everybody, one of There's a Spanish yeah. music station, so um, you know, competing. You know, it, it's you know, it's not just us versus them. It's it's us versus everybody. You know, um, and it's 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 not as like easy as like everyone. You know, we we have to make sure we do a good job, and, and Mike's always aware of that, and he takes it very seriously. Yeah. Uh, the to this day, are, like to, to, the rating, to, yeah, the ratings are not something that we look at at the end of the book and just go, "Oh, this is where we finished." It is a a day to day, yeah, yeah. It's a week to week thing. You know, here's where we are. You know, here's where they are. They meeting everybody else. No, yeah, of course, of course. Um, you know, and, and you know, we, they, you know, we, they come in like you can almost, if you really want to get nuts about them, you can see them hourly. You can see what worked, what didn't, what people were listening to. Mm-hmm. No, we don't do that as much on this show. Um, but should we work on a different show, or had I been? I definitely would have studied like hour to hour and see what guests people listen to, what guests people don't listen to. Oh, that's to. pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, you can really you, you can break it up in like fifteen minute segments and yeah. um, you know so and it's something like you know people wonder you know after thirty years if you still care like that's he very much cares about the ratings. That's actually what I was going to ask as a fan. The fan aspect of it is if he cares because the old stations of other sports shows and other talk radio shows. Let's go the old WNW hot talk radio and stuff with Opie and Anthony and stuff. They constantly talk about ratings. Hey, we're this rating. We're five point one. Where he didn't talk about them until people call him out. He's like, no, he still will number never, one. Yeah. He will still he, this. Yeah, like, he yeah. doesn't talk about. But he, one, he, he one cares. thing Mike doesn't do, and I think every show and every station to do to do this because I think it adds the credibility. You should never one talk about your ratings, and you should never talk about another show because that just doesn't make like. There's no reason you you have if you're on the air, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. um, you know whether you like the person or not. You're given automatic credibility. You don't need to discuss other shows. It just doesn't. I, I don't get it. Um, 
I, I wouldn't hated do it. it. I hate it when everybody else does. You it. know, you have a show to do. You're lucky to be on the air in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, go out there and and show why you're on the air. And talking about another show just doesn't make any sense to me. Now back to you, Mons, real quick. You always talk about uh, the ra- you're the Rangers. You're a Rangers guy. That's mm-hmm. your thing. Are you into other sports? I actually don't even know if you are. Yeah, it's funny. Um, football is is kind of like a one A. Mm-hmm. Um, horse racing is like a one. Yeah, I know C. you're a big horse racing guy. Yeah. Um, I'm not much of a basketball fan. I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the way the league has gone. Although you know, it's been cool to see the Knicks kind of have a little bit of a resurgence here. Um, I just don't like how the league's become about like three players. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that you know has always bothered me. The big three thing, yeah. right? And, and and I'm a you know a big baseball. I'm not as much. I think working at the station has kind of driven some of the f- fandom out of you. You know, because you, you deal with a lot of people within teams and you might not like that person or or whatever or I, i've like gotten so i've gotten so yeah a little bit um i've gotten so involved with fantasy sports that that almost drains on you a little bit um i used to be like you know you talk about the rangers in a bad way i'd murder your family mm-hmm. and now it's like yeah right they <laughs> suck you know I, I don't you know i don't have to tell you you know i don't get mad about and i've also been trained and chris can back up on this you know, when you go to the game as a member of the media, you can't cheer. Yeah. yeah. So I am so... If you're at the press boxes, really. I mean, you can get away with yeah, a little like golf I, clap or something, you know, or a so big... I, like, now you can't be throwing your head off the field, no, actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm at home, and now the Rangers score, I don't even cheer anymore. Like, oh. I'm just... It's just... Ah, sweet. Cool. The only time I remember us actively... Chris and I actively cheering is when the Rangers won Game 7 against the Capitals a couple of years ago, and Derek Stepan scored in overtime. And it was me, him, Chris Lepresti, Malusis, and Lakata, and you would have thought we were sitting in the stands. Yeah. It, that was, on big moments like that, they go into the Stanley Cup Finals, you can have some fun. But for the most part, it's kind of, you know, you're supposed to be there impartial. But you're, you're still a huge fan. Yeah, right? I'm a huge, yeah, I'm a huge What's fan. What's your team? So your uh, I'm a Yankee fan. Number one is baseball for me. Okay. Um, then I would say... Giants and Nixon Rangers are kind of the same thing. I don't know what happened with me. Like I tell this all the time. I was a you know I cried when Patrick Ewing missed the finger roll. Like I was a huge Nick fan, and I don't know what happened. But one day around 2006 or seven or so, I woke up and didn't recognize anybody on the Knicks. I don't know where I lost it, but I kind of lost it for a while. Um, I are, are you getting it back? I got it. I I started to get it back even when they brought Mello in. Okay, and then. Even though they've been losing, they're so fascinating at times that it's like they're finally fun to you watch. You follow it. I know they are really fun to watch. They really are. They had the one good year where um, they won fifty games. They beat the Celtics in the playoffs, and I remember for some reason it's probably the beer, but I can't remember his <laughs> name. The three point shooter, no uh, Novak, okay. Steve Novak, who for some reason I really enjoyed watching him shoot. He was like incredible for a while. So I got into that team. I've been into them a little bit. I follow them. Uh, but the juices aren't there the way they are for the Yankees and the Giants. Uh, I hate, I detest uh, horse racing now because he's just, the, you know, every I got to watch this stupid crap on the TV. He's like, oh, can you put horse racing on? I'm like, uh, no, you know, the Reds are playing, yeah. but I guess we could, you know, I guess I can't argue it's only the, you know, the Reds Pirates, so I guess I have to put on, you know, Del Mar. <laughs> uh, no one cares. Well, I love, I, I see mine just Twitter, and it's like, like, you know, sports, sports, sports. Then three horse racing things. Yeah, he like, loves horse I'm like, oh, maybe it's a Francesca. It's a random right. horse that's going on. But you know what? I'm, j- I'm a little jealous of the horse racing only because that's a connection him and Mike have that I, I don't have. He, they're, they're very, you know, they have their own lingo and everything. They, you know, they need to look at the horse peepees and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's I joke. That's what it, I don't even know what it stands for. Past performances. Yeah, past performances. So it's like. <laughs> the peepees sounded funny. Yeah, so good. That's why I just I, I, I know. Got to check out the horse peepees. I know. <laughs> You, you want to know about the, what ruined me? For, we'll, we'll do this another five, ten minutes. <clears throat> what ruined the Giants for me, which sucked, 
So my sports always were Yankees mm-hmm. one and Kentucky like one A I guess like they were both my life. A little drop Knicks and um, uh, the Giants. That was my life. And every game I lived and died every game. Mm-hmm. My mom when I was like eighteen, seventeen wanted me to see a sports psychologist because really? they lost. Yeah, like my life was over. Right. Like I'd cr- I'd cry. Like yeah. I remember crying oh, yeah. when. 2004 when the Yankees lost when yeah. Leitner hit the shot is when I became a Kentucky fan like right. these moments like is that, that's what I was going to ask you the Kentucky thing um, yeah like um, I grew up in New York yeah. all my friends were like front running Duke fans right and 92 the I was like a little I was 11 years old yeah. and all my friends were like yo this Duke team Leitner and um, right. Bobby Hurley Grant Hill and I was a complete asshole I had a, like a white t-shirt and I wrote Kentucky I knew not one player and I'm like, all right, Jamal. I'm like, all right, right yeah. let's go mash burn Sean Woods. Yeah. And Sean Woods hits the shot. Kentucky's right. up by one. I'm like, F you. Like, I'm right. 11 years old being the biggest asshole of all time. Right. And then Leitner hits the shot. And I start crying. Mm-hmm. And I run home. I've told the story a million times. My mom's like, what happened? <laughs> like, Kentucky, Kentucky, <laughs> Bush. Like, what, what, what does that mean? Right. I'm like, I, and then I had to, like, own it. Right. I'm like, Mom, I love Kentucky. So I remember, like, there was no um, internet, so she had to, like, get East Bay, and she, like, I had a Kentucky starter jacket, yeah. and I ordered yes. it, and I, and I rocked it, and the worst part was next year was a Fab Five, which was the coolest effing team ever, right. and I couldn't root for them. Right. And they beat Kentucky also. Yeah. I think it was a Final Four, the Elite Eight, whatever, and I'm like, shit, but I just had to stay with them right. on, like, I principle. A, right. I have a friend who's actually in your line of work as well, who is a huge Kentucky fan, and we all, as kids... When we uh, the '96 team, Tony Delk, yeah, of course, we we <clears throat> fell in love with that team. Um, I didn't continue my fandom for them the way he did. That was great, but that team, like we used to, and we all we all played basketball together. And it's funny you said that because we all got the Kentucky starter pullover jackets yes. with the Kentucky guy in the, with the yes. wild cat in the right. back. That so was we cool all of us had that. Like we, all of us were like the starting five for our basketball team, and we all had the Kentucky. Starter jackets, and we loved Tony Delk and McCar- um, Walter McCarthy, Walter McCarthy, and everything. Ron so, Mercer, Derek Anderson, the team yeah, was Derek legendary. Anderson, Eight yeah. guys from that team went to the NBA. Right. So I, I remember being Derek a Anderson was the quarterback for the, yeah. for the Browns. Well, different Derek Anderson, but <laughs> that's true. <laughs> hey, Charlie Ward switched sports. Yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah, and like, like it's funny. Like, so my like Josh Booty comes on, and he's yeah. like, "Why are you a Kentucky fan?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, this story. Here's right. how it goes." Yeah. But the reason I actually actually enhanced my Kentucky stuff. In 96, they they go into the, they're playing in the Meadowlands. Right. And the Brendan Byrne Arena. And uh, they're playing UMass. And I, my mom let me sleep outside. I get right. tickets. They beat UMass and Marcus Camby. Calipari is. Yes, yeah. they, they beat that, they win that game. Yeah. My mom's sitting, I'll never forget, in the Chevy Cavalier. I went to the game by myself. I was like 15 years old. I was like the biggest loser ever. And they win. I'm like, mom, can I please sleep outside? And she's like, and do what? I'm like, Mom, I need to see them play the championship against – they're playing uh, eventually Syracuse. Right. And it was all like New York, Syracuse. They have like kegs there. They're drinking yeah. there. My mom's like, get in the car. And I remember yeah. I cried and like I was yeah. kicking, trying to kick the windows. I'm like, Mom. And that was it. She wouldn't let me sleep outside with the Syracuse. <laughs> you have a good mother. She's the greatest because I – who knows what – the reason Mons talked about in the beginning, that's what happened to me right, right. early on. Yeah. All right. So we're going to wrap it up with this. Yeah. If right now – your goal to do radio sports talk together or separate or that's your what you eventually want to do is sports talk radio that's what you want to do yeah that's what i that's definitely what i want to do and i mean you know mons recently said we're a package deal we're, 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 we're the <laughs> no, like, I, I, I have two things i would like to do on air but i also i also like working in the programming department and and like telling people who should be on the air um 
I, so I'm kind I agree of with there. I agree with him there. I, I don't know. I would love to be on the air, and I would love to do a show with Mons. I think me and Mons would do a great show. But you know, I would do you know, I would do whatever it took to get on the air, and so would he. If you, no matter what he tells you, and but I do agree that there is an aspect of the you know we've been working in radio for a long time. I mean, we I've been there 11 years. He's been there 14. Yeah, I've been doing my job. That's a, 15 years. That's yeah. a long time. It's a to long work time, and you know, especially early on when you were. You know, and we joke about it, and it's no secret, and you said we've mentioned money a few times. When we were just starting out, there's, there's not a lot of money in radio. And a lot of kids have started with us, have just evaporated, you know. And we've been there through this whole time, and we've been there for a long time at the number one station in the country. And I, and I really feel like we have an ear for radio. Like we, Monzo knows what a, radio, what a good radio show sounds like and what makes for good radio. So I, I think he'd be great. I think we would be – I think we kind of have – that would be interesting to – to actually try and pick a show or something like that, so I would definitely be into that. But yeah, no, I wanna, I wanna be on the side of the mic. That's the dream. One word to describe Mike Francesa. I, I will you cut the dead air? Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yes, yeah, she will. Julius here, this dead air. It's at the I, w- I honestly, I would say intelligent. He is one of the smarter men I've ever been around. He's just. He really is a very bright guy. Uh, he can speak, like I said, on almost any topic. Uh, he, he I, so I would, I would say, in, intelligent, dominant. Yeah, you domination. Love there you go. And I always end every podcast with this, no matter who the guest is. We're sitting at a bar; it's crowded, Mons. Because you're next, so think okay, about this. Mons is on the hot mic. Yeah, I get the. You and I are here, and you want to impress somebody. You want to impress the bar. Who is one person in your phone that you can scroll through and text that would text you back that would impress people? That would text me back. That's, 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 yeah, that's, that's, that's the that's difference. That's yeah. a huge answer. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. not Jake Snake Roberts. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that would text me back. Um, man, should have prepared me. And John Minko wasn't the right answer. No, no, no John Minko is definitely not the answer. Right. I mean, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I could. He's like Mike, obviously. Boomer right. Sison would text me back. See, those, are, right. those are two pretty good answers. You're in New York City. If you can text Francesca or Boomer and they write back, those are two. Right. Um, but if you want, you know, like an athlete. Separate, separate. So Mike and Boomer, which I knew you could. That's Mike, a great one. I, obviously Mike for me, but not – I don't know. I guess Boomer would text me back, but it would be like – What? Yeah, who are you? <laughs> who this? <laughs> who this? Okay. Oh, yeah, you're the chubby kid with moms. <laughs> and chubby's um, being kind. I, I got one. Bernie Williams. That's a great one. That and is a good one. That's a, first of all, that's a great one. Yeah. So if you wrote to For Bernie Williams right now, he'll yes. write back? Yes. Yeah. Damn it, that's a real... Okay. I, mean, I don't know how quickly, but he, no, but but he right. would by the end, you know... Okay. If his phone is in his presence... He'd write back to you. <laughs> yes. Okay. If he's not playing guitar. Chris? Jeez, um, I don't know. I don't think I have anyone as good as Monzo. Look at I mean, anyone. like, I know, I know Bernie, but whenever we deal with Bernie, it's Monzo dealing well, with him. Well, because I need so somebody... I you, you, forge, you need to stop forging relationships, man. I know. You can't be riding on Monzo's coattail. That's what they're doing. I, I know, see that from true. the elevator. You haven't left that's them. That's it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to give you a funny answer because I can't give you an honest one. Keith Hernandez and his response would be lose the number because oh. he, de- he got he mad at me once. Oh, but first of all, that's a great answer because <laughs> Keith is like, see, he was on Seinfeld. So for right. me, he's there you go. top of the tops. All right. Give one last. Actually, there's a couple of funnier ones. Give like, me one. So me like, it, it, like he could now oh, he's got a funny Adam Schefter story. Oh, I do. Have, you want to tell the Adam Schefter? Well, I, I want to hear. I'd rather you tell because I love. Right, the, I love the, the yeah. ending where he's like, "Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you want to come on." Like, yeah, that's I know. My yeah. Um, this was back when he is, uh, 
Adam Schefter was not with ESPN at the time. NFL he was, Network. He was with NFL Network, but he was going to ESPN, and ESPN people don't come on the show. Of course. Uh, I was working. I was producing for Steve at the time, and I texted the number I had for Adam Schefter. <laughs> it was when um, uh, Michael Vick signed with the Eagles after prison and everything. Okay, okay. So Michael Vick just signed with the Eagles. I'm texting Adam Schefter to come on. All of a sudden, I get a phone call back from a different number. I answer the phone. I'm like, hello? He's like, who is this? And I'm like, uh, Chris McMonagall, who's this? He's like, this is Adam Schefter. And I'm like, oh, hi, Adam, how are you? I'm, I'm with WFAN. He's like, can you do me a favor and make sure you have the right number when you text? Because you texted my house number, and it leaves an awkward message on the answer machine, and you scared my wife. So if you do me a favor, just make sure you call my number. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, Adam. I, I, I thought I was texting your cell phone. I apologize. So what time do you want me on? I was like, all right. <laughs> and you come on? Yeah. Okay, so. That was, that was a great time. And then my other favorite one was um, uh, just because I thought I, Jack, uh, Jack Curry. I don't, it's not a great story, but it's my favorite person. As like from Yes? Jack Curry from no, Yes. Okay. No, not Jack Curry. Yes. Is it Jack Curry? No, it's not. It, well, I'm, I'm going to tell the Jack Curry story. I don't okay, know what your other Jack, story. I think you're taking it to somebody else. No, I'm not. Okay, go. <laughs> I hope it's the wrong person. Like, like, we're a married couple. You mean together. Bob Clappish. No, the Bob Clappish story is different. Oh. I'm not going to answer that. Bob <laughs> Clappish, you know, three different times said he was going to come on and never called me. So, Bob, if you hear this, I'm still expecting the apology. That's a different story. Okay, let me My favorite producer thing, and I, and I don't get to do it that often, but working with Steve, producer for Steve, Jack Curry, had just got hired by the Yes Network. Okay. And we had a Yankee story. I forget what it was. Nothing big. It, it certainly wasn't about him getting hired. It was a Yankee story. Uh, and it was around um, the, the basketball national champion college. It was right around March Madness, so it must have been the beginning of the year. Okay. So I called him if he could come on. He's like, you know, uh, I really don't think I can come on. I'm sorry. Uh, I just... Um, I have people over for the national championship game. I'm having a party. I really don't think I can, I can do it. And I was like, all right, no problem, Jack. But I just got to tell you, as a Yankee fan, I'm, I'm so happy you got hired. I think you do great work. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm very happy I'm going to get to watch you on Yes. And he paused for like 10 seconds. And he went, all right, what time do you think oh, I could come on? Really? Like that. So I, that, was like, that was like my favorite just because <clears throat> Adam Schefter, it reminded me of because he was just like, all right, after yelling at me for texting his house. And st- I guess it left some kind of weird message. I don't know. Instead of, and then he was just like, all right, what time do you need me? And then I talked Jack Curry, and I kissed his ass enough to where he, 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 he came on. The Bob Clappish thing is different. Wait, yeah. you want to hear my weird one? Go ahead. So, like, the way I get guests, like, a lot of times now, like, email or, like, oh, can you ask so-and-so to get on? So I'm on Twitter, and Dick Vitale tweets about Kentucky. Right. So right away, I'm like, you know, I just hit refresh. I'm the first one to write to him. I'm like, hey, Dickie V, huge fan. Can you DM me? We'd love to have you on my podcast. That's all I write. Right. My buddy, Aaron Torres, Fox Sports. He, uh, he texts me. He's like, hey, I actually have Dick Vitale's phone number. I'm a wuss. I'll never call him. But this is his direct cell phone number. Hit him up. I'm like, really? So I'm, I, was, I was with Julia, my girlfriend. And I'm like, I'm going to hit up Dick Vitale. <laughs> I don't give an F. Right. So the next day, I, I call him up. And he answers the phone. just like this, hello? I'm like, hey, Dick Vitale? He's like, yeah. I'm like, hey, it's, it's, it's Mike Sappho. He's like, okay. How'd you get my number? I'm like, oh, a friend of a friend. He's like, oh, yeah, can, can I help you? I'm like. Yeah, um, you said you were going to do my podcast because his wife does his uh, media stuff. That's what my boy told me. Aaron told okay. me, say that the wife set it up. He goes, what do you mean she set it up? I'm like, yeah, I've been emailing with her, which I haven't. Mm-hmm. And um, he said you were going to do my show today at 1 o'clock. He's like, uh, all right. Is 20 minutes all right? I'm like, Dickie V, that's great. It was like 1245. He's like, oh, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, just, I just want to you know, kick the crap with you. You're Dick Vitale. He's like, uh, all right, what's the phone number to call? Like, no enthusiasm. Right, I'm like, right. oh, my God, this is going to be like a bomb. Because, right. like, for me to talk to Dick Vitale is like crazy. I'm yeah. like literally get less than a nobody, and Dick Vitale is going to call my podcast. Right. One o'clock, I set it up, and 
the way it does it, it's like your podcast starts in five, four, three, and the, it's Dick Vitale's phone number. So I click it. I'm like, hi, right, welcome to Dick Vitale. It's Dick Vitale, baby. Yeah, he went right he into goes the right. full into full blown <laughs> Dicky V mode, like Mikey. And mm. he, you know what he did? It was so professional. He must have wrote down my name. He's like, right. Mikey Sapphire, I listen to your podcast. I love your podcast. Kentucky Talk. Like, he knew I was a Kentucky fan because well, I told him on the yeah, phone. Yeah, okay. Did like 17 minutes on. We did a little Yankees. I brought up the Yankees. 17 minutes. He's like, Mikey, I got to go. Baby, Jimmy V Foundation, Dickie Vitale. Yeah. He, he hangs. One more. One more round. He hangs up. I'm like, this was the coolest thing ever. I call him back. He's like, hello? I'm like, hey, Dickie V, thanks for the podcast. Not a problem. If you want me to retweet it, just tweet. Like, so monotone. Wow. He retweeted that's all, it. That's interesting to know. Yeah, but just so monotone. Like, all right, wow. Mike, uh, thanks again. And then I told him, like, hey, Dickie V, I work for so-and-so. Right. If I can do, yeah, the charity is this. The website is. And he's so monotone. Yeah. And it was like, wow, Dickie V went right to character for me. Wow, so. that's awesome. That is a good He's story. like a wrestler. He's like a wrestler. Yeah, he went, he went full <laughs> into promo mode. <laughs> and I was, I was like, I was home, and I'm like nervous. I'm like, I hope Dickie V gives me something. This is and I told every friend, like, dude, Dick Vitale, like, right. there's no way Dick Vitale is like, because when I tell people, my guests, like, yeah, how'd yeah. you get, how are you picking up Jake the Snake in Lakewood, right, New yeah, Jersey? That's, that's, How's Kamala calling your show? <laughs> I want to end it. You want to hear? Well, you won't have a tough time. Well, I was going through my phone to try and find some, some names that, that I could, I could text, and uh, I got a couple. Uh, Brady Anderson. That's a great one. Baltimore Orioles, of course. Which I, I, I have a story about Tommy Glavin would get right back. Okay. Um, Steve Weatherford. Of First yeah, of all, who has the great? True. I'm gonna say something. He has when I not in the mood to work out. I look at him. Yeah, he's the most ripped athlete. I'm praying Julia doesn't look at his it's Twitter. It's amazing. It came from a punter. It really is. Steve Weatherford. Yeah, his body's insane. Yeah, he's Carl uh, uh, Banks. Carl Banks. I mean, we work with him, but see, those are such good names. Right. Now you guys don't want to get those guys on your podcast. I think that'd be so cool just to have them on just to kick it. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't want to bother them. Do you feel I don't weird? Know. Yeah, they say I always no, feel a little bit. You know, um, I would. They're busy, especially during the football season. Yeah. Carl's busy. I mean, you know, there's. But I mean, Troy Aikman, I get an email back from. Really? I, yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to name drop one time, so, and then we'll wrap this up. So Rob O'Neill's back on the show. He comes on all time mm-hmm. with Jackie Martling and Alex Obumai, a basketball player. Okay. We're upstairs on the third floor of Jack Dempsey's, and we're just doing a crazy, you know, podcast where. They're having a few beers. They're doing whatever. And um, we're doing the same question. And Jackie Martin's like, oh, Howard Stern, Baba Boo. I can get all of them to text me back. He's like, right. Rob O'Neill's like, oh, I got Charlie Sheen. I'm like, dude, there's no way Charlie Sheen will call you back. He hits up Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen FaceTimes him right back. Wow. Charlie Sheen's like, what's up, bro? So I'm like, have Charlie call, call my cell phone. He's like, he's not calling his cell phone. Yeah. Hangs up. Kid Rock, back to back. Charlie Sheen, Kid Rock, FaceTime the back. That, wow. That's badass. He kills is, one dude. He gets yeah. Charlie Sheen and, and Kid Rock. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's the level so Brady dude. Anderson, um, this is a weird one. I wasn't working for my kid. I was working nights or whatever. And I, I came across his number, and I had him on a couple times for whatever reason. And um, I get a, a uh, for some reason, I, he calls me like a couple of days later. He's like, "Hey, man, I promised you some uh, autographed stuff. Can I send it to you?" I was like, "Sure." So uh, he's, I get a big thing, a package in the mail to my old house, and it's like a bat and, and a hat. You know, the hat sign. What's up, bro? Brady Anderson. I'm like, I got all this Brady Anderson signed stuff. And really? He was, he was awesome. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, we deal with a lot of these guys. I'll tell you the one thing is. Um, you talked about the podcast and forgetting that I don't get starstruck anymore. Like that is like it's numb to me. Like I can go into a locker room and 
the first time I remember going to the Rangers locker room, I was like, I'm in the Rangers locker Now it's like, Chris and I do it you know, occasionally. We did a lot right. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's second nature at this point. Um, I remember recently the only couple times, and I'm not even a Yankee fan. Um, I'm a Mets fan. But we went to spring training a couple of years ago, and we had everybody on, you know, CeCe, Andy Pettit, um, you know, Cashman. And I'm not a Jeter guy, but when Jeter walked in, I was like, that's Derek Jeter. Like, that was that was one of the few guys that actually, um, you know, starstruck me a little bit. But I, now I see, like, I talked to Messier today. Um, you know, we talked to Alex Rodriguez a lot. It just doesn't even phase me anymore. And you know what's funny? So I just do – it's a stupid podcast, and, like – for some reason, I, get, I really do get like these great guests on, and the first couple of times, I was really starstruck. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, um, Chris Canty he comes on all the time. He's calling my show, the, right. and I, I had a, I have a, he's one of my closest friends. But like, no matter what, he's calling the show. I'm like, oh my god, Chris Canty, um, Victor Cruz is calling the show. I would get like right. goosebumps, and now I played off like I'm so cool. Like, my guys, um, Omar from the Wire, he's coming on the show. Right. If you guys want to meet him, so all my friends. They go like, oh, my God, Omar. But I have to play the professional. I'm like, hey, Omar, right. thank you for coming on. Like, right. And I'm so desensitized. And I went down to Kentucky practice last year or two years ago. You actually like retweeted or something. And I got a, it was a private practice with Calipari. And I told him like 15 minutes. Wow. And I wasn't starstruck. And it bothered me when I left. I'm like, that really sucked. That I should have been. I should have really been more yeah, excited like, about I should that. have I been yeah, like, oh, my God. And I, I don't get the starstruck yet. When I met Opie from Opie and Anthony, I got starstruck. He's like the Matt yeah. Rushmore. The truth, when I met Mike at Francescacon, and even when I met him with O'Neal, that was like starstruck. But that bothers me that I'm, I'm a little decent. Even though it's a podcast, I've done like 100 episodes with 100 different guests. Right. I get desensitized to it, and it bothers me because it kind of yeah. feels it takes away from the excitement of the moment. So it bothers me a little bit. Well, you'll sleep easy tonight. So I'm <laughs> this sure is, you won't be too upset that you weren't starstruck today. I, I understand. I yeah, won't think so. personally. <laughs> no, but you, you know, the last thing we'll end with this, I was a little nervous about having you guys on because you're actually like real radio people. So it actually bothers me. Right. Right. No, no, it, it, Are you intimidated with our radio skills? Is that oh, no, a little bit. No, I, <laughs> I keep forgetting it's talking to the mic. Right, so then, exactly. <laughs> and then Mon started talking. You felt perfect. No, but I actually do because like I'll have on uh, author guy, Eric Lawson, who wrote like three of my favorite books of all time came on and I was like nervous and then we're, we're talking like completely bullshitting didn't right. bother me but when a radio person who's ever done radio comes on it's right. like, oh my god like like Jim Florentine's a comedian yeah he comes on and I'm like oh my god he's a real com-. he actually uses a mic I get nervous when the mic's around you know they know all right, <laughs> get the hang of it yeah thanks guys right, give yeah. me a plug yeah. for the podcast your plug for your show yeah, Mac and Mon's. Mac and Mon podcast drops once every four or five weeks <laughs> played <laughs> whenever <laughs> someone's not pregnant right exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's on uh, iTunes. Played at it. It's on Radio.com too. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, a little background of WFAN. A little bit about our lives. We make fun of each other. I got a lot of kids. Chris has a kid. Right. Um, you know, Chris always seems to have car problems. Yeah. We talk about that a lot. And uh, I have an upcoming Christmas party, which we'll talk about. So Mac yeah, we talk Mons. about each other's lives a lot and behind the scenes stuff. And Minko is always involved. John Minko's a legend. So we you, you guys love tweeting. You guys love talking about Minko. Oh, well, Minko's yeah, Mink, about Minko. the thing about Minko, and we've talked about it, is Minko is, you know, in his sixties, but he's like one of us in our thirties because right. he's he he cares more about our lives than we do. So Definitely. he's like, and he has an obsession with Chris. Yeah, he kind of likes me. Chris's life. Um, he calls me hot stuff, and he's always asking me about my wife and everything. He calls his about wife my, number four. Well, yeah, my aunt is auntie stuff, right. and like mama he's always stuff, involved baby in my, stuff. In my, yeah, mama <laughs> stuff, baby stuff. So the stuff's in high society. Whenever I put a suit on, when we went to uh, the most <laughs> recent center, the Tiller Center for Mike's thing is like the stuff's in high society. 
Like he's just obsessed with like me. Last night Julia comes home and she actually like she drives home from Queens, so she listens to Fran- we live in the city. She listens to Francesca. She comes home. She goes, I listen to Mike, and I guess Mink isn't on late sometimes. Yeah. So, well, you're not on the mic, babe. You're not on the mic. Yeah. So he, I'll, I'll quote Mike. like the. Oh, he the likes fan. the quotes. Oh yeah, I quote the yeah, fan yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking I didn't listen. Right. Oh, okay. Well, I test her oh, a little I bit. Heard, so yeah. the best part is I'm like, oh, I was the famous rant resumes longevity three things and named right. four and the mink man and she goes who's the mink man I'm like alright that's it an hour on YouTube looking up mink stuff she was like okay I, I get it I, I get the mink man alright yeah. guys this is an absolute pleasure no it was absolute thank you Dude, very much I hope you guys had fun this was we great we did yeah. we're, gonna do a, we're gonna do a anytime I can break right how great my life is yeah cheers Julia cheers right, we'll do it on there Julia do your shot I don't do a thank shot thank you guys I'm, very I'm much yeah. I can't I'm a wuss I don't do shots cheers guys